This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome to The Drop Podcast. I am your host, Lance Descott. In today's episode, we're going to be going over game one of round two. That's right, folks. The Blues made it to round two and played the Nashville Predators. The Predators were very impressive in their sweep of the Chicago Blackhawks in round one. Most people thought that the Chicago would have a pretty easy series and probably win it in five or six games. But that was not meant to be. Nashville out hit. Nashville outplayed. and. Uh, The goalie, uh, Pecorini, was much, much better than Crawford in the series. You could just tell by after the second game that this was probably going to be Nashville's series against the Blackhawks, and it was. Coming into round two against the Blues, the Blues, well, they didn't have an easy time against Minnesota, but they did win it in five games. The Blues in this series against Nashville needed to do a couple things better than they did against the Wild. Otherwise, they'd be going home early. One thing to look at is they need to support Jake Allen a little bit more and not allow so many great quality chances that Minnesota got. Because just a bounce here or there, and that series against the Wild would have been a totally different series. So the Blues are looking to come in, cut down on mistakes, cut down on bad penalties, and really be there for the for Jake Allen defensively and really be physical. Because they're going to have to be against this, this uh, Predators team because the Predators were very physical against Chicago. This game would start out, well, I would say pretty even, but towards the middle of the first period, you could tell that the Predators were really starting to put pressure on, and it didn't help the Blues that they made a stupid, stupid mistake when David Perron just interfered with Pecorini when he didn't have to and knocked him over and the Predators would get a a power play opportunity and they would capitalize on it on this goal by Colin Wilson just 11 minutes and 24 seconds into the first period. The Ottawa with a shot did not make it through. Now Ellis straight away. Near side, Subban, he scores! P.K. Subban on the power play. 1-0 Nashville. You talk about hammer time. I mean, this thing just lights it up. Ryan Ellis puts it right into the sweet spot. I think there's a little screen from Colin Wilson coming across. Subban will give it back. Colin Wilson, he's going to go with the flow of the puck. But no, that just beats Jake Allen clean short side. Look at how subtle that pass is. Flat as he hits it, and he just blows it right by Jake Allen. That goal would later be changed to uh, Wilson because he definitely deflected it and changed the direction, and there's not much Jake could have done on that. But the Blues need to clear those guys out in front of the net. You cannot have those big guys for Nashville standing around in front of the net in that hard, hard shot by Subban, which he is famous for. I know they had Jay Weber, who was very famous for that hard shot, but you can't take anything away from P.K. Subban. He gets out there and he's open. He's going to let that shot fly. And if they have guys in front, it's really going to hurt the Blues' chances of stopping that goal. Uh, Colin Wilson, that would be his first goal of the playoffs. Subban gets an assist his third. Ellis gets an assist his fourth. And Ellis was a big-time player for them in that series against the Blackhawks. 
So after this, I would say that uh, for the most part, the Predators really outplayed the Blues. Both sides were physical, but the Predators seemed to have more on their side when it comes to getting to the puck. The Blues were not getting to the puck as quickly. The Blues did have some opportunities against Pecorine, but they would dump the puck in a lot. And a few times, I would say 30, 40% of the time, they were able to get to the puck. But the other 60 to 70% of the time, Nashville would beat them to the puck and get the puck out of their end very quickly. So going out of the first period, Nashville's up one to nothing. We're all wanting the Blues to come out strong in the second period. And I thought they did come out a little bit better in the second period, but just defensive mistakes and leaving guys open to just really get great shots on Jake Allen led to the second goal of the game by P.K. Subban on another just smashed slap shot to give the Predators a 2 to nothing lead just two minutes and 22 seconds into the second period. Petrangelo lost the puck. Johansson for Nashville. Spinning out of the corner. Beat Subban for a drive. Score! 2 nothing Predators. Kenny, we just talked about a lack of forecheck by St. Louis. This is Exhibit A. I mean, this goal comes from almost 200 feet away when it starts. There's no forecheck pressure. P.K. Subban with a second point of the game. Assists on the first goal. They come out of the zone. High flyer. You see Bowmeister can't really control Arvidsson. One-on-one battle. And then the turnover by Petrangelo. Keeping it alive from Ryan Johansson. Puck's going to come back to P.K. Subban eventually. And he's just going to tee it high and let it fly. Blue's inability to get the puck out giving pucks up led to this goal and P.K. Subban just going to make a lot of mistakes and just smash this one home. And this time there was no deflection and he would actually get credit for the goal. It would be Subban's first of the playoffs. Johansson gets his sixth assist and it's another guy, Johansson, who's really stepped up for them in the playoffs and he was good for them in the regular season, but they've really relied on him in this playoffs. That was two minutes and 22 seconds in and Nashville's up two to nothing. But the Blues would not give in. They would start to put a little bit of pressure on Pecorini themselves. And just about five minutes and 40 seconds after Subban gave the Predators a 2 to nothing lead, Colton Pareko would slide one through Pecorini to give the Blues their first goal of the game and start their comeback at 2-1. to one. And, But kept alive by the Blues. Out to the point it comes. And then over to Pareko. Has room. He moves in and scores! One of the few shifts here in the second period where the Blues got some four-check pressure and got their feet moving, and it came from their depth players. Ryan Reeves hard it, Kyle Brodziak hard on it, and eventually you see the puck transition over to Colton Pareko. Matias Eklund tries to stop Ryan Reeves from getting in front of Pekka Rene, but there's no resistance against Colton Pareko. He can skate it right down Main Street and then put it through the final. Great delay to open up Pekka Rene. Who's finally got some sustained pressure on Pekka Rene, and uh, that's what led to this goal. And as they said, the Blues actually started moving around for one of the first few times in this game. They sustained the pressure. They were moving the puck around. And uh, Pareko was able to just slide it. And I mean slide it through the legs of uh, Pekka Rene. That would be Pareko's second goal of the playoffs. Edmondson gets an assist. Brodziak gets his second assist. Eight minutes and four seconds in. And we've got ourselves a game at two to one. Well, the Blues, I thought, played, you know, for a little bit after that, actually played pretty good. But, you know, Nashville's not going to just all of a sudden fold. And they didn't fold. And one of their best players, Philip Forsberg, 12 minutes and 11 seconds in, 
the Blues give up another power play goal on a stupid, stupid penalty, and Nashville takes a three to one lead. Great job with a stick to keep the puck in the zone. Now Johansson, a minute 10 remaining on the power play. Dubin fires, save, and then it's knocked in. A power play goal. 3-1 Nashville. Kenny, I don't know how you saw that from up high. Subban, look at the emotion. That's what you're talking about when you get a player like this. What a play he made at the offensive blue line. Great eye by you, Kenny. Right here, that puck is spinning and it's hot to handle. He handles it, then he has the composure to walk the line against Colton Pareko. Over to Ryan Johansson, he loads it up, big rebound. And it looks like James Neal might have got his first goal of this playoff season. Nashville's third goal would uh, actually go to uh, Philip Forsberg. It would be his third of the playoffs. Subhan gets his fourth assist and is just being a monster in this game. Uh, Roman Yossi has got his second assist, 12 minutes and 11 seconds into the second. The Blues are down three to nothing. And the key to this, guys, is these penalties. You know, that they you can't expect to go into playoffs and keep giving teams power play opportunities, especially teams like Nashville that are big and physical and like to pound in front of that goaltender and like to shoot from the perimeter and get those rebounds, you can't give them these type of opportunities. They're going to make you pay. And they did make the Blues pay for it through the second period. At the end of the second, the Blues are down 3-1, to one, and it's not looking good for us, guys. But I thought the Blues came out on fire in the third period, and they really started to play their game. They were moving. They were passing the puck. They were playing physical. And that would all lead to this goal by Jaden Schwartz, 6 minutes and 48 seconds in to get the Blues back within one at 3-2. to Greenick, Schwartz to the puck. Mustafsky once again. Hit deep for Schwartz. Kenny, it's amazing. They go to work and they grind it out on the forecheck. Long shifts. Colton Sissons can't get it out. He goes down. They keep the play alive on the backboards. And then you see Stastny once. Look at it. Never say die from Jaden Schwartz. He's going to get there. What a nice pass out front. Jaden Schwartz takes advantage. Paul Stastny's slick little look. Jaden Schwartz just puts it through the wickets on Pekka Rene. Jaden Schwartz has been playing like a madman. In the first series against the Wild, he was all over the ice. I mean, he was everywhere. He was being physical, and he's not a huge guy. And he was passing the puck. He was getting it out of their players. He was scoring goals. Just Jaden Schwartz has had a very, very good playoffs. It would be Schwartz's third goal of the playoffs. Stasny gets an assist. And it's nice to have a healthy Paul Stasny back. Edmondson gets a second assist, which would be a second assist of the game and of the playoffs. Six minutes and 48 seconds into the third period, guys. We have a game. Nashville's just ahead three to two. And it would get better for the Blues. The end of the season acquisition and signing of Vladimir Sabotka has paid off for the Blues. And he gets his second goal of the playoffs, nine minutes and 22 seconds into the third. And we are tied up at three apiece. The Blues have gotten better here in the third period in particular, but the first 40 minutes, I think there's an exercise in frustration. Here come the Blues. Sabonka with a shot. These guys haven't quit, and there's been no negativity at all. Excellent puck support down low. And then Vladdy Sabonka is going to jump in, take the pass, and just snap that by Pecorine hard. But look at Pajarvi jump in. That backs Roman Yossi off just enough so Vladdy Sabonka can go off the post and in. We have a game now, guys. I mean, this is a fun game to watch. You know, we wish the Blues would have showed up a little bit earlier, but at least they're showing up late. 
And we've got a three to three game. Sabotka's been big for the Blues. I've been shocked at his impact. You know, a lot of times these guys come in, especially a guy like Sabotka, who is a third or fourth line player, and then he contributes to, you know, on power plays. He contributes, you know, when he's on other lines, he's just contributed a lot for the Blues. And like I said, I've been shocked. I knew he was a decent player, but he is, I think he's played bigger than what he actually is as a player in these playoffs. And that's what you need are guys like Sabotka to come through for you. Uh, Sabotka gets his second goal of the playoffs. Perry gets his second assist. Nine minutes, 22 seconds into the third. We've got ourselves a game at three to three. We'd have opportunities back and forth, but Nashville put the pressure on Jake Allen and they would take the lead and win with this goal four to three, 14 minutes and 55 seconds in on this goal by Vernon Fiddler. Who would have thought? Ben, three points for P.J. Subban tonight. Bit of a broken play. The Predators are back on top. They lead the Blues 4-3. We talked about Peter Laviolette changing his lineup. Here's one of the guys he put into the lineup. Vernon Fiddler. P.K. Subban coming out of his own zone. Little chip pass. And right here, there's a battle engaged with Jay Bowmeister and the Nashville Predators. And Jay Bowmeister loses. And then the little swing by Fiddler going hard to the net. Austin Watson gets the puck to the net, and then that little reach-in by Vernon Fiddler, the man inserted into the lineup late, gives Nashville a one-goal lead. Huge mistake by Bo Meester. I thought Bo Meester did not have a very good game. Uh, you know, you've got it. When you have that puck and you've got a team rushing you and in their offensive zone, you've got to keep control of that puck and get it out, and the Blues just weren't able to, and it ends up heading towards Jake and. I don't think Jake necessarily needed to come out of the net. I think Petrangelo would have eventually caught up uh, to the player and would eventually would have stopped it, or Jake could have taken a better angle to it. And Nashville takes a four to three lead and gets the four to three win. Let's go ahead and go over the stats. Nashville takes a one to nothing series lead. Shots on goal 32 for Nashville, 30 for the Blues. So pretty even. Huge difference, guys, in this game was the power play. Blues only had one opportunity, and they did not take advantage of it. I don't think their power play was very good at all. Uh, on the other hand, the Predators were two for three. They took huge advantage of it and huge mistakes by the Blues and their inability to get the puck out during the power play. And Nashville just killed them on faceoffs. That's another area the Blues need to improve on. They weren't great in the Wild Series, and they started off this series with the Predators in a bad way, 62% to 38%. Wilson gets a power play goal as first. Subban has a goal and two assists. Forsberg gets a power play goal as third of the playoffs. Fiddler gets that last killer goal on the inability of Jay Bowmeister to get the puck out his first of the playoffs. And Roman Yossi gets an assist. Pecorine made 27 out of 30 saves. Pareko gets a goal as second of the playoffs and also added an assist. I thought he played well. Jaden Schwartz gets his third goal of the playoffs, and he's played great. Sabotka has really played well for the Blues, gets his second goal. You can't ask for more from him. Stasny's come back from his injury late in that uh, first series. He's played well since he's come back. Allen made 28 out of 32 saves, but a couple of these fall on the defense and fall on these bad penalties. You know, I know Jake allowed four goals, but you cannot give up power play opportunities in the playoffs. The more you go on in the playoffs, the second round, the teams are better. 
There's a reason why they've made it to the second round. Let's go ahead and hear from uh, Bo Meester and Schwartz on this game and the loss, and we'll also hear from Coach Mike, his thoughts on the loss and also moving forward to game two, which will be Friday. That was kind of what we wanted to do. We wanted to have a push and get things at the net. And uh, Yeah, we did a really good job and tough bounce to end it, but I think there's a lot of, a lot of things we can build off of. Second period, is that what really hurt you guys tonight? Kill penalties and Yeah, I don't think we responded to their first goal very well. Um, kind of gave them some momentum, then the penalties are tough in the second, but uh, back and forth game. I think we can look at the third period and some of the time we spent in their end and, uh, you know, take some positives. It's one game. Your four check just that much better and you were able to, you know, keep sustained time. Yeah, we started skating and getting pucks deep and everything we talked about. Uh, you know, that's kind of how, that's how we have to play when we're successful, spend time in that offensive zone and uh, kind of get on that grind game. So we did a good job of that. I think you need to do anything necessarily different in, in game two or stick with the game? At different times, but, you know, it was a back and forth game. Uh, they carried the play for stretches and we had a response in the third. And uh, now you look at the game and see what you did good, but there's always room for improvement. So, uh, you know, we're not going to get ahead of ourselves, but We'll regroup tomorrow. You guys expected a lot, obviously, from their top line. But what about maybe Subban? What did he do that maybe was so challenged you guys so much tonight? Uh, well, their power play, he, he's a big part of their power play. He's got a good shot. Uh, you know, that was their first goal. And um, all their defensemen, they get, they activate pretty good. They, they get a lot of pucks at the net. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just shots. Yeah, I mean, wanted to give a good push. Uh, top five on five, we had quite a bit of chances throughout the game. Uh, they had a lot of power play, time to you know build some momentum. But even then, we, we did some good things. So we just wanted to give it a push, and um, you know we did a good job of it. Just an unfortunate bouncer at the end. Got caught in some penalty problems there early in the game. You feel like maybe a little bit undisciplined there to begin the game. I don't know. I didn't really see every penalty, so I don't know what they were like. But uh, we took quite a few in the row, and that got them some momentum. And, Got them feeling the puck, and um, I think they scored a couple of power play goals. So uh, just sharpen up there and try to take last next game and take advantage of the power plays we get. You guys were able to put some pressure on their D towards the end of the second period. What adjustments did you guys make? We just need to get in the ozone a little bit more. Um, that's a lot. When we have success is when we're putting pressure on their D and wearing them out a little bit, creating some ozone time, and that tires them out, and that's when you can take advantage. So, um, you know, when you're... Rim and pucks, and, and Rene gets to play it, and they get to come out pretty easy. So we did a good job of placing pucks and, and um, you know using our speed to get on them. Were you too passive at the end of the game there with the extra attack? I thought you guys had opportunities to shoot the puck. I don't know. <laughs> the game happens fast, so you don't want to force a shot. They got they're doing a good job of getting in lanes probably. So uh, you want to make sure when you do shoot, you're you know, looking to take the right shot. So something to look at. But like I said, when you got the puck on the point, they're 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 doing everything they can to get in the lanes. Like that, and it seemed like you had all the momentum built up, and you almost got a sense in the building that you guys were to come back and win that game. Yeah, we we did a lot of good things. We did a good job of climbing back and uh, got some momentum. We know what uh, what to expect and uh, how we can have success now. And um, I didn't really see the goal; it happened pretty quick. But uh, you know, it's a tough one to give up late. But uh, you know, we still had time and still had time to get a push, but just couldn't get it done. Jayden, putting up the amount of goals you guys did on Rene, does that give you guys added confidence moving the rest of the way? 
Yeah, um, you want to get traffic on them, get some pressure on them, and uh, you're going to need to score goals to win games, and um, we're going to continue. Uh, have to continue to do that. Pretty much kind of took the onus on himself, called it a little mistake that cost us, but tough to see you lose on a goal like that when it seemed like you had all the momentum built up in the third period and were playing the right way. Yeah, I respect that he did that, but we, we sir, he, he doesn't need to do that. Um, you know, we, we, we dug ourselves a hole in that second period, and, uh, and, you know, it was great. I like I like the pushback. I like the fact that we we came out and the way that we did, and, and uh, certainly some things we can learn from that. But uh, the reality is, is uh, in second period was was uh, was not good enough, and and uh, ultimately it cost us the game. The thing happened there as you dug that hole. I mean, it wasn't necessarily their speed or anything else that we talked about going into the series. Yeah. Well, you know what? We first off, uh, you know, penalty kill. We need to be sharper there. Um, if it was a five-on-five five game, if we were just playing that, then then uh, I think we were better. And they're, they're a disciplined team, um, so we have to do a better job. You know, you give up a four-on-three, you give up a five-on-three tonight. Um, it's pretty tough to uh, to kill those, uh, you know, in succession. So, um, you know, I think obviously we got to. If that's the case, if that's what you're dealt with, but uh, but we got to do a better job there. Uh, not, not with the calls. No, no. I mean, uh, you know, I think that uh, you know that you get to this time of year, and it's such a fine line that you have to you have to be a little bit more disciplined. You have to to find a way to to make sure that you're not putting yourself in the box more than the other team, and and that's uh, two games in a row that we've done that. Lost the loss, but at least you guys got three goals against that goaltender. Can you talk about the confidence in that regard? Well, yeah, I don't know that. I, you know, I, I think both those goalies are they're going to shrug it off and they're going to get ready for the next one. I think uh, both teams are going to do the same thing. So we're not going to we're not going to um you know sit here and pat ourselves on the back that we scored three goals. We lost a hockey game and uh but that said uh you know certainly what you know what what you do and what they'll do I'm sure is we'll look at the tape and I think that there were some things in this game that we can build off some things that we can certainly learn about their team and 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 uh and you know what we need to do to be successful, and there's our, obviously some things that we're going to have to adjust as well. What was so effective in that third period? Oh, I think uh, physicality, uh, pressure, uh, you know, just a, a little bit more of an aggressive mindset, getting on the hunt as opposed to um, waiting for a play to come to you. Um, you know, we, we got to continue to, with that uh, with that mindset. You've been carried and led by your veteran defensemen. They've played very well. You know, tough to see them on the ice, and in particular, you know, giving up a couple goals there. Yeah, you know, again, this is this is one game, so this was, uh, you know, the, that that goal is obviously the focal point of of what we're looking at, what we're talking about right now. Uh, it was one play in a collection of plays tonight, so um, you know, I, I think that as a group we have to be better. Um, I think that certainly there are some individuals that uh, that can raise their game to another level for next game, uh, but like I said, there. This is this is part of the process for us in this series. Is uh, we, we lost the first battle, but we've got to find a way to be better for the next game, and uh, and I'm sure they're going to approach it the same way. After the Fiala injury, did did they come out of that stronger with more energy? Well, I, obviously they scored right afterwards, and then uh, so we had a tough shift after that. But uh, no excuses on our part. We you know you have to manage that, and you have to be. You have to understand and recognize that, uh, that that's a big moment in the game. You, just like the start of a hockey game, you got to be ready for that and reestablish some momentum to your game. And uh, and obviously, we didn't do that. The goal in that situation almost hurt more as a result of what, what you just said. Well, I, I mean, obviously, that was you know everybody that was in the building could feel that that was a kind of a weird 
period of time. Everybody's obviously feeling bad for a player that's down and there's such a long uh, break and, and we lose some momentum to our game. Um, and then uh, obviously they score. So, uh, But again, no excuses on our part. We've got to manage that better. Early in the game, it seemed like you had a good jump, maybe a missed opportunity there to maybe get ahead and play with the lead. Or? Yeah, I think I think we got to handle that better. You, you know, I, I think we had a good start. Yes, uh, power play went out there. We didn't really generate a whole lot. Uh, their power play went out, and uh, and I think they had about seven shots in the power play, and uh, and obviously scored a big goal. So that was a, a defining moment for me in the hockey game. Uh, but that said, it it seemed like from uh, you know from that point on, we were almost surprised that we weren't winning the hockey game. And, uh, you know, we were playing against a good hockey team. We have to manage that better. There's still plenty of time left, um, you know, and, uh, and for me it's about man- making sure that there's going to be some bounces, some things that go uh, against you, and obviously they have a say in it too. So we have to, we have to handle that better than we did tonight. Paul back, but it's a different series, and the faceoffs are still at issue 67-33. Do you see it as a problem moving forward? Uh, no, no, I, I really don't. I mean, I think that we're a team that's a little bit streaky, and and uh, and we have guys that, that are capable of winning faceoffs. So uh, you know, I don't see a, I don't see an issue with it. But obviously, we'll monitor that. And um, you know, faceoffs are going to be a big uh, big factor, uh, execution wise, uh, puck possession wise, and obviously, uh, you know, those faceoffs in the D zone and and uh, offensive zone, they're they're going to be crucial. Zone time on the six on five. Did you feel it? I mean, did you feel like there were some opportunities to get pucks at the net and maybe? Some yeah, I, I thought we started out okay and then we kind of drifted away, got to the outside a little bit too much. Um, so yeah, it certainly, you know, I think it's just a mindset in general that uh, we had odd man rushes tonight that we didn't result in a shot on net, and uh, and so we have to put more pressure to the net. Um, you know, that's uh, that's not a new story. That's something we've been saying for a while here. Kind of a small sample size, obviously, home versus road in this postseason, but kind of surprised at you know, not getting more momentum in this building in yeah. this game so far. We have to be better at home. You know, it, it's uh, it, we, we put ourselves in a tough position, um, you know, by by not coming out and not putting our best game uh, in front of us here tonight. So, um, you know, we, we have to address this. We have to, you know, as coaches, it's up to me to figure out what why that is and uh, and have to find a way to be better. So I think teams come in here, and and, uh, and obviously a lot of these games we've had good starts, the games that we've lost, uh, you know, but we have to be a little bit more committed and focused and determined to play a full 60-minute game and, uh, and understand that it's as hard here as it is, you know, on the road. But for me, this time of year, uh, you know, you should definitely feel some momentum and some energy from your crowd, uh, but you look around the league, home ice advantage does not mean as much. Uh, and so we have to understand that and we have to respect that the same way we do on the road. Before I get into my uh, thoughts on the game and also moving forward to game two, I'm going to go over a couple things real quick. First of all, um, I thought when Fiala got hurt in that collision with uh, Portuzo, I thought the Blues fans were classy. I think the rest of the NHL can see how classy the Blues fans were. They cheered for him. There was no, you know, yays that the guy got hurt in some other places. You'd hear a few knuckleheads do that. But Blues fans overall are really good, good people. They appreciate the game of hockey, and they don't want to see anybody get hurt out on the ice. So I'm sure the Predators appreciated the the, the players' reactions from the Blues, hitting their sticks on the ice, and good nature to, to let them know that, uh, you know, they're cheering for Fiala to get better. Turns out he does have a broken femur, so he's going to miss the rest of the season and the play and this playoff series. Next, um, 
I want to apologize for the Blues fan that got on Twitter and made some racial comments. I know I shouldn't have to, but guys in the rest of the NHL, St. Louis is not like that. I know we've had some stuff in Ferguson, but trust me, the state is not as a whole like that. The city of St. Louis is not like that. You're going to find, as I said earlier, knuckleheads that are going to do stupid stuff like this and make comments that they have no right to make and just terrible, terrible. I apologize to PK Subban and his family and also to the Nashville Predators on behalf of the St. Louis Blues and myself and the fans. Moving on from that, the Blues need to cut down on their mistakes. They need to give Jake Allen better defensive support in front and clear those guys out of the front of the net. I don't think they did a great job of that in Minnesota, and they've got to improve on it. They've got to improve on their face-offs. The more face-offs you lose, the more opportunities that is for other teams in, in their offensive end, and that's less opportunities for you in, in your offensive end. And the penalties, guys, come on. You know, you, you can't go out and slash a guy's stick and, you know, P.K. Subban and expect him not to come back and do something. That was just one of the stupid penalties. Perron, stay out of the damn crease. I, I know that you're uh, a feisty player, but watch where you're skating. That, that was not called for at all, and it cost us. It cost us a goal. So two goals cost us last night in power play goals, and we need to stop that. Hopefully, Coach Mike will talk to them about that. Uh, you know, one of the questions asked is, was he questioning any of the calls last night? And I wasn't questioning any of the calls. Uh, the Blues just made some stupid mistakes, and they've got to cut down on those. And I will tell you this right now, if they don't cut down on it, this is going to be a, a quick series. This is going to be a four or five game series. But if they can cut down on it, the Blues have a chance to win every single one of these games if they play their game and cut down on their mistakes, cut down on those guys standing in front of the net of Jake Allen, and if they cut down on the stupid penalties. I know you're in the heat of battle, and sometimes you do things you think, man, I shouldn't have done that, but just calm yourselves down. You can be physical. You can be tough. You can play an intense game without making stupid mistakes. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this game recap of the Blues versus the Predators round two game one played at Scott Trade Center last night. We will be back after the next game, which will be played Friday at Scott Trade at 7 p.m. The Blues need a win. You do not want to go back to Nashville down two to nothing. It could be a very quick series if that happens. So hopefully the Blues will make some adjustments and you guys can come back and we'll have a great game recap on Saturday of game two. And hopefully we'll be talking about a Blues win. I've been your host, Lance Descott. This has been the Drop Podcast. And as always, until next time, let's end it with Let's Go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow the Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or the Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lanced at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.